Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Where will each chapter take you? June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story taking you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. After a stressful take on the valley, there's nothing more relaxing than playing a round of June's Journey. I take in all the glamorous culture of the 1920s, scandalous family secrets, and explore and even build my own vivid sceneries. So can you crack the case? June needs your help, detective. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Hello, little angels and devils. Welcome back to another episode of Sex, Love, and What Else Matters. I have Luke with me. Hey, baby. What's up, sidekick? And um, today we have the ever so fabulous podcast king, Ryan Bailey. <laughs> Welcome to the pod. Uh, that I mean, I got to tell you, that chills when you just said podcast. I mean, to have Kristen Doty say that, it, I never would have thought, guys, this is like some kind of Make-A-Wish foundation for me, that this is... <laughs> Truly incredible. But can we tell the people that I'm on the cast of Vanderpump Rules just so they'll listen? Yes. Can we just tell them? Yeah, Ryan, per, per, Ryan is now the new cast member for season 11, <laughs> Vanderpump Rules. Spoiler alert. The, the new number one guy in the group, I think. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Really falling off. Really falling off. I can't believe this is the first time we've podcasted together. Like, I haven't been on well, yours yet. Wait. Kristen, I've asked you, I know. and I've asked both of you guys now. You probably haven't told him. I, I feel it feels like years now. But I, anytime you want to come on, I said yes. I've I've had this conversation with Kristen, you guys, over the last month in DMs of like, <laughs> I want you to come on. Yeah, and yeah. In person let's do, now. <laughs> let, yeah, let's do that. And then I'll be like a week later. Hey, want you to come on? Yeah, let's do that. And then you know what? Now it's because here. I wanted you on mine first. That's really why. It's <laughs> <laughs> trying to steal the thunder from the king. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so this is really exciting. And I feel like the way Luke and I have been working on this, we just have so many things we want yeah. to talk to you about. It's kind of like almost segregated into two like areas because I want to talk about all the celeb couples, love stories, the Daily Mail headlines, because that is my news in the morning. I'm not a CNN girl. I'm a Daily Mail girl. But then I also want to talk about like you, oh, the man gosh. behind the mask, the man behind the mic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, 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 I'll talk about anything you guys want to talk about, but Ooh, you said la. the Daily Mail, and that is literally that's that's morning, noon, and night. That's like the last thing I look at before I go to sleep, and the first thing, and which is is that sad for you, Luke? No, it's not sad. I mean, I'm getting used to it. Because <laughs> <laughs> literally, when we're laying in bed, I'm like, babe, look, babe, look. I just emailed you an article, babe, look. She's she's showing me those things, and I'm showing her some sexual memes on Instagram. Yeah. And that's pretty much how it goes. <laughs> okay, Luke, Luke, I don't feel so bad about the Daily Mail anymore. My God, I didn't realize there were sexual memes. But yeah, the, the Daily Mail is hysterical because you'll be reading it and you're thinking you're getting some form of news and then they'll have like three misspellings in a row and you'll yeah. be like, ah, yes, the daily mail. Yes. <laughs> it's so true. There's no editor to go over it. They just Not type at all. it and publish. Yeah. Yeah. It's just straight from, yeah, straight from the vlogger right to our ears. Thank you, daily mail and to our eyes. I mean, <laughs> so first and foremost, your podcast is insane. It's massive. Everybody listens to it. You, I don't, I don't know how you keep up with the Kardashians, let alone the Bravoverse, Bachelor Nation. 
like celebrities and like how just how do you do it and keeping up with like your your social media on top of it i mean it's it's sick it's a there's a sickness happening that you <laughs> you guys have all been aware of for a while but i i mean listen i've i've been fascinated with this stuff since i was a kid like pop culture i grew up in kansas and it was uh you know most dudes are into sports and things i was into any sort of entertainment hollywood music i mean it blew me away that there was a place called hollywood and this was even before really reality shows took hold and so to be a part of this it's been a part of this my whole life like i was that guy always on tmz i you know like i've always been uh consuming some sort of media i just never thought there was a place that there would be a place for me to ever talk about it. I didn't really, uh, I wasn't aware that podcasting existed in the form that it does today. So this was not even a secret shame. It was just all my guys would be watching sports and I would be talking Kardashians with their girlfriends. <laughs> and that, but then this happened and it was like such a miracle and it's changed my life in so many ways. But it, it's, uh, it's all, I would be talking about this regardless of the show. It's, mm. uh, it's so fascinating. Like even your show, Vanderpump Rules, you know, you get told that all the time, but like that meant the world to me. Like that was, that was everything. So to be able to talk about that every week is just so secondhand because that's what I was doing even before a mic was on. And I think also right now specifically it's, uh, I do so much of it because there's so many other things that are like not going great in my life. So you're like, mm. okay, I'll throw everything into this. And it's the one place where if I can get to a mic, I start to feel somewhat normal again. And that's why mm -hmm. there's so much content and there's so much. So it's like your, your escape from, which I've heard at least as a, a previous cast member, it was like people watch the show to escape their own reality and sort of dive into something that's like on their television, right. even so, though it's reality. Yeah, something that's totally different. I think that's the whole allure of it, right? It's because they're like, their lives are whatever it is in their box. And then this crazy world called Hollywood is what draws them in. And what are the lives of these people, right? It makes you yeah. feel better about yourself too, I think. Oh, I feel I mean, better it, about myself it, when I watch it, Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the most meta oh, conversation please. we will ever have. But no, <laughs> You'll watch those things. And then when you kind of cross the streams, um, like that's when I've met or hung out with, you know, Vanderpump Rules cast members, like I, you get lost. I mean, hate to use a Tom Schwartz, but you get lost in the sauce, man. <laughs> like I remember, I remember, like I was one of those people that like, um, you know, it's verboten, but I, I, I hung out with Tom for a podcast, did all that. I looked up to that dude. I was like, what a weird guy. He's just in love with this girl. He goes and does his, his weird band. And I was like, I'm weird. I do a podcast. Like I looked up to that and I really was like, there's no possible way in hell this would happen. So when you cross those streams and start to get to know you guys a little bit, I mean, there's like another level of heartbreak that viewers are already so inf into it. But then when you start to know you guys a little, it really ruins, not ruins the illusion, but just really intensifies the situation, seeing what some of you guys are going through on the other end. Oh, that's so interesting that it doesn't like for you that it like as you were becoming friends with, you know, the uh, who was it? Who was the first person you came became buddies with? Because I feel like I was like last on the totem pole. <laughs> Ari, uh, Ariana, I think, was the first one. Ariana, okay. like, and she went to an acting studio that I used to work at and teach at. I mean, all a lot of those van, it was called Leslie Conning Company, and like mm -hmm. Ariana Schwartz, Sandoval, Sandoval, yeah, uh, Sheena. All of those people went through there 
And we, you know, we had notes on every actor that went through there. And I remember being a fan and looking up those notes and it would be like, Ariana had great notes. Sheena had great notes. The guys, not so much. Yeah. The guys were like, they're very pretty. They're very attractive. <laughs> <laughs> so you actually firsthand, speaking of Vanderpump and like all of, you know, the scandal, all of it all. You actually know firsthand Tom is an actor. <laughs> what? AKA is a liar. Something. Did you did you did you just like well, see right through it? <laughs> I wanted to like this is the how weird I am. This is like I'm arrested development. I'm such a child that I look like I, I'm learning now more not to do this, but I, I would idolize certain people. I would be like, that's my example. That's the guy. That's the guy Ugh. that I and and it's I know, I know, I know it's ridiculous and it's sad, <laughs> and I still get made I'm get made fun of to this day, because if you listen to my show now, it's the complete opposite. Like it totally. is like I pounce on that guy. I have a whole Sandoval thing where I do. It's like he has a lisp because he has this tiny lisp that I always do. And I'm like, dude, we're here to rock, dude. You don't even understand <laughs> that, dude. Like, so it's. But I, that's how I take out my like, you know, with a silly meme or stuff like I'm like, that dude hurt people. He hurt like Ariana. And like I kind of in a sense, he made me feel like an idiot. So now I'm just going to go crazy on a podcast talking about him, which is very unhealthy. I think it's a perfectly wonderful outlet, to be honest. So wait, when, <laughs> when did you, when did you move from Kansas to LA? I moved when I was like 13 years old. So it was like oh. this really weird transitional period where I'm not to LA, sorry, to Arizona. So my dad got transferred with his job and all of a sudden I was like in a small town, Olathe, Kansas, and I moved to all of a sudden like a 3000 person high school and I didn't know anybody. And that's where, you know, you find your people. And I found the drama club, the drama department and started, you know, I, I was already interested in acting, but I, you know, I got to be around people that were like, you can do this. And let's I, like, it was that geek society. And it really opened up like all my best, like all my music tastes, all my movie tastes, like all of that came from those. I always encourage people like on my podcast is like, make sure you get kids into like the best music, get them into the Fleetwood Mac, get them into like, and not just get them into Silver Springs, get them into things off rumor. Like you got to like educate people because that was so important to me. If I I hadn't moved from Kansas, I don't think I would have been turned on to so many things that I grew to so love. I love that. Yeah, that and makes so, sense. But so uh, then when did you actually move to LA? Because I know you were acting, you had another show before, the one you have now. Yeah. There, there was LA, yeah. There was uh LA was happening because I I I went to uh the Ivy League of the West, ASU, Arizona State, and uh <laughs> I was the only guy that <laughs> Yeah, I was the only guy that didn't party at his college. Like, it's the number one party school. And I didn't, like, I don't even think I drank at the time there, but I was really active in the theater department. And there was a guy there, Marshall Mason, who really wanted me to go do uh, grad studies in New York. And um, I, I went to L.A. instead. I was like, I really like movies and TV to be around that would just be the dream. And, and uh, so I did that after college. And then I ended up you know, instead of doing that, I ended up getting a job as an extras casting director. Mm. So all the crowd scenes and films, you would just, you know, we were doing like thousand person scenes for like Adam Sandler. And it was, you know, making the best money I'd ever made as like a 23 year old, but it was like keeping me so far away from acting, but I was just so excited to get to set every day. And 
see these, like I, you know, got to watch Sean Penn work and, you know, Adam Sandler and all of like my heroes, but I wasn't a part of that at all. I just got to watch from afar. And, uh, and then it took, it took a couple of years to get the courage enough to take a class. And I think the first one was like groundlings out here. Oh, that's, and that's intimidating. Let's take a moment to check in with ourselves, you guys. How would you rate your relationship with yourself lately? I mean, whether you're feeling confident and want to explore your innermost desires further, or maybe you could use a little boost in self-love, Dipsy's sexy audio stories are here to help. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. That's my jam. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. Radically inclusive, Dipsy has stories for straight and queer listeners, and 56% of stories are voice acted by people of color. You've never heard celebrities like this before. Listen to stories by... ER Fightmaster and Luke Cook. New content is released every week. So in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. Also, they have soothing sleep stories, wellness sessions, and sexy stories you can read. So let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or heat things up with your partner. For listeners of our show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash Kristen. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash Kristen. One more time, it's dipsystories.com slash Kristen. Extra work is like, if you want to be in front of cameras, like I think extra work is a phenomenal way to do it. So you can see how these sets like actually work. I too did extra work. Katie Maloney and I actually (laughs) both did background on the same movie and didn't know each other, but she was actually featured on camera. Wait, so what movie is this? What? Wait, 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 wait. I need to be able to track down this movie. <laughs> what movie is this? It was, uh, um, he's just not that into you. Yeah. It's well known oh, movie. Yeah. Oh, and I know, I do know Katie's little scene from that. I didn't realize yeah. you were working, you worked on that too. Yeah. I, I did. I was supposed to do like one or two days of background work and I actually got Taft Hartley on it because they gave me like an under five line, but they never aired it. So it was at the scene where Justin Long is like having the apartment, like the house party at his like apartment, his loft or whatever, that whole scene. So yeah. And the, the charade scene, like they, we shot it a bunch of different ways, but nope, never made it on camera. <laughs> and just so you guys know, Tap Hartley is like huge because you're like a, a non-union actor and they're saying like, all of a sudden we're going to tap Hartley and you automatically then get a chance to be in SAG, Screen Actors Guild. So that's what like extra work was another way for you to get your three SAG vouchers and get mm-hmm. into the union. Cause then you get paid as an extra so much better. You have more opportunity and it's like really exciting. So like back in the day when I was doing the casting director, people would beg to get those SAG vouchers. People oh, were just yeah. like, oh, you know, please give me a SAG voucher. Yes. Oh, that, yeah. back in the day, that was so fun. I'm learning so much. I, yeah. I did. <laughs> I did. Uh, yes, man. Also, yes, man was one of my other ones. I think it was probably That's the cool. only two major ones I did. But anywho, um, did you ever want to host? Like, did you ever want to like be like a correspondent, like an e-correspondent or something? Yes. Or just I mean, acting? Was, I, I don't have the looks for that. I don't think, unfortunately, but that was always <laughs> yes, the dream as a, no, no, but like as in elementary school, like I, like I, I'm this weird thing where I get extremely nervous, but it's something that I'm like, I so love so much, but I was, 
I hosted all the school assemblies in high school. I was like the guy that read the announcements. I would host everything, hosted the talent shows. And I truly think like, that's why people like Andy Cohen, I, you know, sometimes he'll get unfairly ragged on. And I'm like, I love that dude. Like he created this whole genre, but he's just a really solid host. And even like with the the bachelor, um, you know, unfortunately he got let go, Chris but you Harrison. know, Chris Harrison, there was like these, these, it's really hard to do what they do and to kind of be presentable, move the story along, ask the right questions. And I don't know. There's just so many great examples there, mm-hmm. but that is, that's why it's so exciting to do the podcast every day. Cause it's like, this is my opportunity to be that person that I had always dreamed of. Oh, and you're damn good at it. And you got the face for it. Oh, my you have God. the face my for mom, radio my, and for video, Ryan. My, my, mom, my mom's going to love you. Wait, 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 Kristen, <laughs> can I interrupt? Luke, how insane is this that you literally started, you met Kristen at a wedding and you started a <laughs> podcast and now you have to hear the most insane crap. And you, I mean, like with the scan of all of it, like, are you, is your hair white? Like, did you ever count on the year that you are having right now? Because nothing could have prepared you for any of this, let alone just the podcast. Well, you know, there are some white patches in my hair that's that's a fact um, <laughs> but uh no i i did not know what i was getting into flat out i had no idea this was a whole new world like the first time i came out here and visited i flew in kristen picked me up we go straight to Brittany and jack's house and hang out with <laughs> Brittany, lala janet and we're hanging out in the pool and jack stays inside with Cruz, and i'm like hanging out there with the girls and i'm like what, gossip fest. Yeah, yeah. It's just gossip fest, talking about the show and all this other stuff. And I'm like, what did I get into here? And uh, <laughs> I don't know. We had a good time. I mean, I love the, I love this girl. Yeah. But the, uh, the whole world, I don't know. And things are going to change a lot more this year still. I know. Yeah. I know. It's great. I mean, that's what I just keep thinking about in terms of you started this show before any of this broke. And, like, you already, like, had this. And then also – Am I correct in, sorry, I'm asking you, I'll save it for, but I'm just like, you guys started this podcast, you weren't dating yet, right? Or you were like, you had met at the wedding, but you weren't officially dating? So Kristen was in denial, is the the real truth. Uh, I, I say we were dating for sure before we launched it, but she was like, well, you know, she was like, I don't want to hop right back into a relationship because we did meet like less than two weeks after she got out of her last relationship. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, okay. She even said she did everything she could to not fall in love with me. So it's true. He's just Luke, you're that you're, you're, it's irresistible, Luke. You're irresistible. (laughs) She couldn't help. Wait. So I always thought I was like, did Kristen start the podcast just to date you? I was like, I was like, did the podcast just get started so she could be with you? But now she was fighting being with you. That's, that's the wrap. Yeah. Yes. Pretty much. And, uh, I actually came out in November and was pretty much forcing her hand because she wants everything to be perfect no matter what. And I'm like, no, we are launching before I leave. I got here on Halloween and didn't leave till December 1st because I said, I am not leaving. I thought it was going to be like two weeks. Turns out I was there for the (laughs) whole month and yeah, we got it out and it's rolling. So wait, wait, you're talking about launching the podcast, not the relationship, right? You're like, I am not leaving until this relationship is launched. I I was talking about the podcast. I felt at that point, I already felt like, yeah, I had her. She just had to uh, admit it. Yeah. And I was like, well, if we break up and you're off the podcast, sorry, buddy. So hey, you, <laughs> now, never, you never now said I've that. I've reeled him in. Okay. If we break yeah. up, you're off the podcast. <laughs> you heard it here oh first. Okay. Wow. Breaking news. This is huge. Let's pull this clip. Pull oh the clip. Oh my God. You started it, Ryan. Um, <laughs> wait. So I texted you this because I wanted to 
ask you if this was like cool. So you were married before. I don't know if you've ever talked about that. Like what? On yours. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. But you had a yeah. you had a show called Talking Marriage. Yeah. No, that was it. It's really dark to think back. So back in, you know, the acting days when I was, you know, it was like create your own content. Like, mm-hmm. you know, write what you know, do what, you know, in my you know, one of my favorite shows was The Office, uh, both versions of it. But I just love that character of like a Steve Carell of somebody thinking they're an expert at something when they're yes. the worst person at it possible. So my thought was, and I was basing this off, one of the reasons why the relationship I think didn't work is and was that there was, I was really afraid of my ex. Like I was, and, and there, you know, I, I would... I would just take everything personal. I was always walking on eggshells and mm-hmm. um, she's amazing. So I'm not, I don't want to bad mouth, but just like sometimes personalities, it, it really became a thing. So I would put this into this show of a guy that thought he was a marriage expert and he did a talk show in his garage because his wife wouldn't let him do it inside. And he's, you know, he set up all his like little table and his toys and all this stuff. And he, he would invite people on to give them marriage advice, but then it would be like, Oh, wait, she's, she's coming. Hey guys, quiet, quiet. You know, like all these, <laughs> so it was kind of weirdly meta. And then, but we would have guests. Like we had like Davey Havoc, the lead singer of AFI. Yeah. We had all of these really cool guests. And then it was like my partners, uh, Sean and Evan, it was just so fun to like piece this thing together. We would do weekly shows. We would edit it together, film it. We did like a musical episode. We, it was a, our ability since we weren't working at all to be able to be creative in some sort of way and get guests on and just be as silly as possible. But now looking back it, you know, I was married at the time and, you know, you don't think about, well, you think about it now, you're like, well, that's super dark. You got divorced. That's really, that's really dark. And, and you're like, you don't think about it at the time. I wasn't like, this is my secret letter to get out of a relationship. It was just like, oh, this is funny. LOL. And now looking back, I was like, wow, this is extremely, extremely dark that I had a show called Talking Marriage. And that's why we always talk about bringing it back and uh, like, oh, wouldn't it be great now? Yes. Of, of just like, you know, I'm, I'm back to save everybody's relationship, though, although he couldn't save his own. I mean, I think it sounds brilliant if I'm being honest. Well, I mean, <laughs> we kind of have a relationship podcast and neither of us have been have that great of a track record. Yeah, so. <laughs> neither of us have you been married. You guys would be perfect guests on Talking Marriage. I'm telling perfect. you, you guys would be, uh, I could really ramp you up to the marriage proposal and the wedding. It'd be totally great. I know. When I think about it now, I'm like, our podcast is called Sex, Love and What Else Matters. And I have a tattoo on my forearm, Katie Maloney and I got tattoos together. I don't even remember what year this was, like 2010. It was on the set of the movie you were on. Yeah, right. I mean, this is way before Vanderpump, like probably 2011, maybe 2012. And Katie and I both got Beatles lyrics on our arm. And Katie says, (laughs) let it be. And mine says, all you need is love. And about a year later, Katie Schwartz and I were having a dinner at this Mexican place and Schwartz is like laughing at us like, Oh really Katie? Like, okay, Bob, you can really let things be okay. Dodie, all you need is love. And we're like, dude, he's like, you should have an asterisk next to that. So we went and got an asterisk (laughs) next (laughs) to our tattoos. So I'm sitting here going, we have a podcast called sex love and what else matters, but I have a tattoo that says all you need is love and 
and like some other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I have my ex's name tattooed. Kat Von D did my ex's name on, and I still like, I've never removed, I, I just don't think about it. It's a memory. But I was like, oh, that's so dark. Like that was like an anniversary gift to my ex because she had always wanted to get her, her name tattooed on me. And I was like, okay. And those are the things that you just don't think about because you don't go into any kind of marriage and most relationships thinking ever about the end of one. No. And right. yeah, you just see that on TV and movies. Like all of our, <laughs> I mean, no, in like pop culture, that's all like everything that we see about breakups and relationships come usually from now reality shows, but it used to just be TV and film. So, you know, say anything. I remember that of just like John Cusack driving around the street in the rain, like, and, you know, you know, going through these things, that's your vision of a breakup. You know, when, the reality of it is so much darker and sadder and it takes so long and it'll always be there. It's like kind of just this scar that is permanent and you yeah. try to find a way to live with that. But it's hard because when you, when something fails, it just, it feels like a failure. It just, it just yeah. doesn't go away for a long time. It's still there. A I lot feel of that. Times. So then we escape to pop culture and reality TV. Right. <laughs> exactly. I, <laughs> I mean, listen, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge Kardashians fan number one. And yeah. I remember when the scan of all of it all like kind of came out and people were saying like, Oh man, everyone's just going to forget that the Kardashians just like aired their next season. I was like, no, we're, no, we're not. We're not forgetting. Wait, wait, you were in my DMS. Cause I was the one that uh, put that meme. I tweeted yes. that yes. and you were like, I don't agree. Or something. I think yeah. you said something like, I don't agree. I've, but at the same time, Kristen, like there is such a fervor usually when the Kardashian seasons come out and this time, for me, somebody being, a, a, you know, a huge fan of, you know, for, I love them and I hate them, but a huge fan overall. Yeah. I was shocked that when I watched the Kardashians, it felt like homework all of a sudden, rather than every week turning into Vanderpump Rules going, what the, okay, and then I got to watch next? What Happens Live. Dodie's on afterwards. Got to watch that. Got to, you know, yeah. thankfully, I'm so happy to have all of this done after tonight. Um, I'm sure you guys as well, mainly Same. you guys. Same. <laughs> but there's never been less fanfare for a Kardashian season. And I found that so weird um, on the run up to that because they've always had a, like a stranglehold on pop culture. And I don't know if it says something about the times or it says something is you get bigger and bigger, like, you know, three out of 10 Kardashians are billionaires now. Right. That when you get to that level, you lose that kind of intimacy that shows like Vanderpump Rules at times can show like this season of Vanderpump Rules. There was such intimacy in some of those scenes when we found out what was going on that then you watch something that is like homogenized and they're sharing what they want to share. It doesn't hit the same way. You can edit it, put the sound on and make the lights as bright as you want, but it's not going to hit the same way as watching somebody that we know lying, bold faced mm -hmm. scene after scene. You're watching and you're re-watching when that happens. No, for sure. And I think it has something, I think it has a lot to do with the fact, especially that they've now, it went from keeping up to now the Kardashians, but even somewhere midway through keeping up when they were still on E, they became, all became executive producers. Yeah. You better yeah. damn well believe if I was an executive producer of Vanderpump Rules, you wouldn't be seeing half the shit that you saw in the past <laughs> of me. Well, I, I was like, then you should not be ever executive producer. <laughs> but that's the thing about reality TV, too, that I find fascinating. And, you know, when I do talk to housewives or van, you know, people on my show, that's the fascinating part of it to me. It's not even what we see. It's that you guys are actually real people. And sometimes the reality of those situations 
we start waking up to. And you're like, mm. whoa, like you, you didn't really think about it that way because of an edit or you didn't think about it that way. The Kardashians have always been extremely protected. And even they talk about like each one of those girls gets a pass on the edit. Like they're like, okay, yeah, I, I don't like this. So you have all six of those ladies or however many there are giving notes. And that doesn't make for the best reality show known to man because you know, that truth gets whittled away and mm -hmm. we're, we, we can't see ourselves clearly as humans, right? We need other people to do that for us. So of course, they're always going to try to protect their bottom line at the end of the day. And, and it's hard to course correct. That's what I was wondering about Vanderpump. I'm like, Chris is very smart. Did she see the ratings on Vanderpump this season? And next season you're going to be like, okay, band-aids off. Let's talk about everything. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm talking about everything from when I was on it, but no, I mean, I would never go back to Vanderpump Rules, but I cannot wait to do something, you know, again, in that capacity. I think that would be phenomenal for sure. Well, I think you will be doing something in that capacity and I'll just mm -hmm. say it out loud and you mm -hmm. can edit this part out. But I have a, you know, I, I'm pretty <laughs> like, I think that will be happening. And I think I do wonder and for you and, and Luke, you as well, is that like, is that exciting or fulfilling and luke how flipping scary would that be for you then if, if, you were if anything if tv ever does come calling again you know like that to me is you see what it's done in the past is there any fear in the future I, absolutely well you haven't really seen what it's done in the past except for the season no but i've heard all about it yeah i know how that show has come in between some of your relationships in the past as well mm -hmm. so I'm I'm well aware of it all, and well, Kristen, she had a non-negotiable before we started dating with this conversation before we made it official, and she said I have to be willing to be on camera because someday, <laughs> yeah, because someday that will happen. And I said, okay, let me think about this, and in what capacity am I like in the background, a one-line thing, or am I? Are you like going to expect me to be primary cast on a show like Vanderpump? And she's like, I don't know, but probably leaning more toward primary cast was what she she's was like, like. And I'm like, uh, yeah. Um, well, cause it, because it's like, it. I never know. But I remember just as an example, like when I was dating Carter, it was like, I had no idea how that relationship was going to pan out. Like we were saying earlier, Ryan, about just relationships. Like you don't go into a relationship thinking it's going to end shitty or end at all. Right. And during that time we started, I was single and we were just going on dates on camera, but then we became a couple and it was like, you kind of don't have a choice if you want to be with me, but don't worry. They're not interested in like making you look bad. They're, you're just a part of my life, blah, 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 which is, I still firmly believe like it is, it was never in the interest of our showrunner to like look at these people entering our lives in the, the beginning stages, right. And going, how can we really fuck that guy over? How can we make him look stupid? It's just kind of like, if you make yourself look stupid, they're going to air it. But otherwise you're just like a part of our story. Like right. think about when Bo yeah. came on, when Stacey was on, Bo okay. was a part of her story. Okay. Bo, Bo was in my uh, first acting class at that place I worked at, Leslie Kahn. Bo was in my intensive, so I knew Bo from that. And I remember, this is a fun Vanderpump story, I remember uh, somehow I was in like Facebook, I, when I first discovered like Vanderpump like or like reality show Facebook groups, I was going through my divorce. It's like kind of the thing that saved me because mm -hmm. I didn't even realize they existed. I was like, everybody's talking about shit I always talk about. And I remember being friends with Bo and some group, not that I wasn't even in, 
saw that I was friends with Bo on Instagram and somebody had pieced it together from one of Stassi's story. One of his tattoos showed it was like when she would put like a big head on him, like, yeah, or like a, the bear, t- the bear like, emoji. Yeah. Like the bear and saw his tattoo found a tattoo from an old picture on one of your Instagrams of Bo and then saw that there was a mutual with me and reached out to go, is your friend dating Stassi? And I remember it was like a Monday morning. I was on my way to my shitty job and like, uh, texting Bo and going, Hey man, I'm not sure what you're up to or who you're dating, <laughs> but I got a message saying like, you might be dating Stassi from Vanderpump rules. And I just wanted you to know that some people are saying that. And he, he, he texts me later that he goes, he goes, damn it. This is why I said, I didn't want my body on there. You're like, he said yeah. something like immediately confirming <laughs> it. And I was like, Whoa, sorry yeah. to interrupt. But that no, was yeah, no, that's a, such a good story. <laughs> Cause when you brought up that you were um like you said like casting director and i was like i wonder if he knows bo yeah. <laughs> because yeah. of casting being casting director yeah he's no yeah. he's bought he's brought he used to bring me in on commercials all the time and i remember mm-hmm. it was like like it wasn't like psoriasis but it was one of those medication ones mm-hmm. where you had to be like oh my flare-up is hurting me and i remember <laughs> bo was leading that session and it cracked me up because when he got on vanderpump rules i was like Dude, this guy like is like I just had so many fun stories with Bo. He was such a like good guy, and yeah. like I just remember like rehearsing with him and all then all the commercials and success he had. So I was like, it just cracked me up that he wound up on Vanderpump Rules. Oh, for sure, me too, because I knew him through my ex boyfriend and that group of friends. When I introduced him to Stassi, I was like, you guys are really, you guys are going to be so good together. I was right, pretty good matchmaker. <laughs> Tom and Katie didn't really work out, but I tried, you know. They, oh, I mean, gosh. they ended up getting married. That's mm-hmm. Wait, yeah. So, but sorry, Luke, I cut you off. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, like, basically, you agreed to be nude on camera. <laughs> that's what basically you agreed to. As long as they blur, you know. That's that's too much blurring. No. They don't want to pay uh, for yeah, that. Okay, that's fair. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> they, don't, they don't have that kind of. It's not Avatar, Luke. Come on. We can't we can't uh, wear sports hats. We can't wear band T-shirts, and they cannot blur your giant penis. I'm so sorry to tell okay, you. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> see, but, that's what anyway. I see. I kill for I I kill I would kill for those kind of comments on my podcast. Like <laughs> I've always wanted to start the rumor that I've had a, like an extremely large dong. Like that would be amazing. And Luke gets it, and he's like, "Oh, okay. Anyways, anyways, are you kidding me? Like." Lee into that john ham that up are you kidding oh, hamaconda what... baby that's what i say <laughs> literally said that today um <laughs> but yeah anyway yeah i'm not gonna lean into that too much Kristen play, <laughs> plays it out plenty um oh my god and wasn't john ham just speaking this is all just like six degrees of but like wasn't john ham just on watch what happens live i didn't watch Last but night. yeah and they did like a scene or something right i haven't watched yeah, he it did the, he did the james and sandoval of like poo poo head you're a liar oh you're god. a liar he's like dude i'm gonna fucking kill you dude oh like it was God. like that scene with yeah him and john slattery it was great okay i'm gonna have to watch That's that after, after the fact yeah for sure yeah so anyway let's get back to your okay. question about yes. my like animosity yes. about coming let's on get back TV. to luke for a second if, it's yeah, hard yeah, for sorry. me if or when that day comes so from what you were saying Kristen, mm-hmm. it's just that that was not like the producer's goal right but if you like make yourself look stupid my take on that is everybody in their life at some point has done something that made them look stupid, right? Everyone's embarrassed themselves at one point or another. And it's like pressure to not make sure you don't do that through this time period when the cameras are on the whole time or else they're going to take it and they're going to blow it up and then they're going to make that you, mm-hmm. right? Like, You're not wrong. I mean, yeah, the at least at least on Vanderpump, I can't speak for every show, but they definitely make you into like a one-dimensional person right. rather than this like 3D human being 
You guys know how much I love Green Chef. So if you are craving a mouth-watering culinary experience that not only tantalizes your taste buds, but also supports the environment, look no further. Green Chef is here to revolutionize your mealtime with an incredible selection of sustainably sourced and chef-crafted recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Get everything you need at Green Market, my favorite place. It's their one-stop shop for quick breakfast, brunch kits, wholesome lunches, and more you can easily add on to your weekly order. Craving more servings of a favorite recipe? Now you can double the portions in your weekly order with just one click. Green Chef is offering more customization than ever before. So in addition to swapping protein in any meal that features chicken, beef, or salmon, for USDA certified organic ground beef, USDA certified organic chicken, and wild-caught sockeye salmon, now you can also add chicken or fish to select vegan and veggie recipes each week for an added protein boost. I know this might sound weird coming from me. You guys know I'm a full-on vegetarian. But you know what? Sometimes Luke and I like to share meals. And sometimes we don't want to order all of our stuff separate. Luke loves to eat veggie, but he just wants to add a kick of protein. Doesn't make me mad. I want you guys to eat well at lunchtime too. And with their 10 minute lunches, each week's menu includes two convenient low prep and nutritious lunch recipes ready in just 10 minutes. No cooking required, perfect for when you're on the go or pressed for time at work. I want you to feel your best for the summer season with balanced, crave-worthy meals that support your healthy lifestyle and, hello, they taste great too. Bring more flavor to your table this summer with Green Chef's delicious recipes featuring certified organic fruits and vegetables and unique farm fresh ingredients like tart cherries, truffle zest, and rainbow carrots. What? If you want a deliciously tasty meal, go to greenchef.com slash doty60. That's doty60. Use code D-O-U-T-E-6-0 to get 60% off plus free shipping. That's again, greenchef.com slash doty60 and use code doty60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. Enjoy and make sure you message us and let us know how much you're obsessed. It's like with acting, like you get this name and, you know, a little breakdown of who this character is and it's your job to create this 3D human being. But with reality TV, you're a living, breathing human being. And they're like, no, 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 no. (laughs) You only got one dimension. (laughs) You always wonder if, you know, I always ask the audience, if you were to be cast on reality television, aren't you very curious about the one aspect of your personality that would be exploited? The one thing that you don't necessarily think about yourself, but they see it and they nail it in every week. That would be the frustrating thing is because you possibly don't know that aspect of your personality before it goes to air. 100%. And then that's what I'm saying. Once the audience, yeah, once the audience, like once the audience grabs hold, it becomes like a legend. So then you either have Tequila Katie, that never leaves. Crazy you know, Kristen. you have Crazy Kristen, that never leaves. Yeah. And what I always is like, we have the, us non reality star people, we have the ability to have bad seasons of our lives and have it just go by. But you have a bad season on reality television, that thing sticks forever. And it's so hard to then flip that to the next level of, you know, a Jack's kind of like, well, I'm, I'm working on myself. I'm a work in progress. You know, it's like that thing you would hear at the end of the season at the reunions, I'm a work in progress, but we have the For ability as people not, yeah, <laughs> I didn't want to say, but oh, say and, like, we have that Luke ability. Luke doesn't even know that. So in every single season, Jack's like, I'm a work in progress. Like well, we are. He's like, what can I tell I mean, you? Yeah, but see Luke, that's what I'm saying. You're going to have to then, you know, 
once you get on air mm-hmm. uh, on a reality television in particular, particular, the audience has some sort of ownership, even though that's not necessarily the case. Reality shows really succeed by second screen technology. And that's geeks like me talking about it on podcasts, posting about it, making memes. And that's the crazy part is that that's what makes these things legendary is the audience. But you can never control what the audience is going to grab onto. True. Well, I have a question for both of you then. If you were on a reality show, what do you think is the one dimension that you that exists inside of you that you would not want to be you? That I would not want to be me? Yeah. Like you wouldn't want that to be your narrative because it's like it's just like a small part of you that that happens. Well, we know Luke's is his huge dong. <laughs> yeah, he want that's, that that's outside of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not like a big dick energy kind of guy. You that's know? not very nice. No, like I mean, you don't. I don't mean it like in a mean way, but you don't walk around with like this this air about you that's My like swagger. you know yeah, yeah. like yeah. there's a humbleness yeah I'm Thank I'm you, better right? at I'm more like in real life I'm good at being the f- guy that's a fly on the wall I take everything in I mean I can have a conversation with anybody but I'm not the big personality that's going to go up and start conversations or stir up drama that's just not me. So I yeah, don't... so you can look like a wallflower at times. Oh, absolutely. They're like, Luke's not social. He doesn't, he barely talks. I'm right. like, what are you talking about? He doesn't shut up. But also how much do I forget though? Like nothing, everything no. up here. I like I take everything in, people come and talk to me and it's, you it stick stays them in your up back there. pocket. Yeah. yeah. What so... about you, Ryan? I think my insecurity would be so highlighted because I'll even like some of the things that I'll say to people or even my friends or people that I work with are ridiculous. Sometimes I find it really hard to like step into my power or get Mm. any kind of like, you know, even when I get secure thoughts, I'll immediately like, you know, gremlin thought that out and say something negative to myself. So I think that would be extremely annoying to watch on reality television. And I would be like, oh, this this flipping dude. Oh, give me a flip. Oh, boo hoo. I could already like I could write what those but it's already like a, there's a sweetness to it. It's like why we love Schwartz so much. You know, I think sometimes why I make fun of Schwartz so much with that puppy dog stuff is because I have at times been like, oh, I don't know, man. Like, ah, <laughs> uh, I love everybody. I want everybody. Can't we just be happy? And then you see yourself back on reality television and you're like, dude, just take a stand. <laughs> yeah. Like for once, take <laughs> a stand. It does not matter what it is, but take a stand. Cause you're like, ah, oh, it's a nice guy. And then you see the wreckage that it can have, uh, you know, just even through the stories with Katie and stuff, you know, he's not meaning to hurt people. You know, he's not. So you see some of that stuff and you're like, I think reality television can be a great, not like, a, not, not a therapist, but it can help you with certain situations in your life, kind of put yourself back at yourself and be like, oh man, I am not, uh, that's not an attractive quality sometimes. Yeah. Especially if you watch yourself on camera, let me tell you what kind of therapy that is. <laughs> oh, but have man. you ever loved yourself on camera? Have you ever been like, that was a kick-ass scene that in the moment I did like, have you ever been like, like was the suck a dick moment? Like, a like, did you ever oh, think, God, well, no. that's legendary. Like, no, I hate it- that one because I'm sitting there like chain smoking cigarettes. I quit smoking now. So I'm like lighting a cigarette off of like a candle in a restaurant <laughs> and then like yelling at my manager. Who's like actually my friend. But then that truly in that moment, like the thing that frustrated me is that they knew we were filming there. So it's like, why are you yelling? Why am I getting in trouble for filming something that I had to call time for? And everyone knew this girl was coming in and now I'm getting yelled at for like doing my job. And, but that, that's a horrific moment. I think all of my drunken moments are just, nobody wants to watch themselves be drunk. 
It's not cute. Ariana's really cute drunk. She's actually hilarious. I love watching well, her Well, she gets drunk. the yellow yellow robe smith yes. and all of that. You know, amazing. <laughs> but then is there any kind of solace at all in the life that it's taken on since then of people were like, or even wanting you back. Like, is there any comfort in like, you've created moments out of your own personal pain and all of that, which is I think key to any successful reality television, but people have such fond memories of all of the, like people will quote these lines. People will, like, I'm, I was immediately like, Oh, suck a dick. And you're like, Oh, I don't like that. And like, well, people love it. Like, right. I mean, how do you reconcile that with yourself? Um, that I just really love to entertain and if this was the path that my life was taking rather than, I don't know, like stage acting, you know, or like acting like scripted television or scripted film, if this was the life that, you know, the, the road my life was going to take, I'm like, well, at least people are entertained by it. That's good. And I, and I like to entertain. So if they find it's, only, it's like, I feel like I'm like the least like comedic person. Like I've never done um, comedy in like film or television before, but then when uh, you think you've done sketch comedy, Kristen, we've seen <laughs> I take it very episode. seriously. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I take it very seriously, but I think that's the funny thing about comedy. Um, is it's, you're laughing at someone else's expense. So I guess in a way I've been doing comedy for like many years now, <laughs> but like Luke, she's a part of a legendary reality show. Like imagine being on a shitty reality television show like imagine being on something that it was just horrible from top to bottom mm -hmm. that nobody remembers i mean like that's what i keep thinking even like when you know you guys have so many listeners on this podcast and i've like been so lucky to have listeners that will reach out and be like oh my god this this episode meant so much or this that like it's like that kind of stuff lives forever you yes. know like and people associate these really positive reactions to these things. So regardless, like I always thought like, oh man, I hope to be Philip Seymour Hoffman one day, or I hope to be John C. Riley, or I hope to be, and it's like, okay, maybe it's not that, but maybe it's this. And I loved this all along. And if I could be a part of this, even just talking about it, that's amazing. Hell yeah. I totally yeah. agree. Oh, so in the last month, I'll say, uh -huh. I've started to get excited about this side of this new world that I'm in, this new life with Kristen. And it's definitely been a transformation in my mind. Now I'm like talking to her about, okay, so a few years from now, things keep humming along like they are with the podcast and businesses and these other things. It's like where we can be. And before I was like, I'm just going to keep doing my thing. You do your thing. I'll support you. You support me. And now I'm like, okay, no, I'm going to lean in. This yeah. is going to happen. And, uh... Yeah. I mean, you, you got to take those opportunities and don't be scared. I mean, that's what I'm telling myself as well. It's like every time I've been at a precipice, I've been really scared and I've told myself, oh, hang back, hang back. And then you're like, you get older and you're like, oh, what is hanging back helped me on anything? Like, what is being so scared that you've not moved helped with anything? It's always created just more problems and more problems. Mm -hmm. It's like, you start to realize that thing of like, why not try and fail? You know, like why not try and like, and also failing you really, it's the old adage that it's so stupid, but it's true is that you learn from failure. You only learn from doing you like, I've done so many crappy podcasts where I forgot to plug my mic in and my, and my computer crashed. I mean, you guys almost burnt down your apartment yeah. building last night, like, <laughs> like these things, but you're like, okay, the next time I know not to burn down my place. Like I, you learn from these things and it's like, wow, this is like, it's all the part of creating and like, maybe it wasn't exactly what I thought it would be with acting, but it is this thing with something that I dearly love, which is pop culture and reality television. The fact that I'm sitting here looking at you and Luke to you, to a lesser degree, of course, it's just <laughs> mind blowing. Like, are you, are you, I mean, like, are you kidding me? Like, doesn't get better than that. I mean, that's a good, it is a good point because I remember when we first, first found out about Vanderpump rules and even the possibility of it. And I was dating, 
Tom at the time, and no one likes to remember that. Wait, I don't. Wait, who? Wait, what? what? Who were you dating? Yeah, him? but I remember because we were both acting, and it. We were like, oh, this is really going to ruin our chances of like you know winning an Oscar one day. Blah blah blah. Like what? <laughs> and it, it came finally came down to like let's just try it because at the end of the day. If it's either going to go somewhere or it won't. And if it doesn't go anywhere, no one's ever going to remember it. No one's really going to hear about it. It'll just tank. And then we just move on. So we were like, yeah, ah, screw it. Let's just give it a whirl. And I can't imagine what my life. I, I don't think I'd still be living in L.A., to be honest, had I not. I don't know. You know, it was, I mean, so at the end of the day, though, you don't regret taking that. No, I don't. Right? So I'm saying I agree okay. with you to like try, you know, just try everything, because had I not agreed to just give it a shot, I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't have a book. I wouldn't have like the successful clothing. Like I wouldn't I just would be in, I would probably wouldn't have this podcast. I would just be in a completely different place where that one. I'm going to just try this. Why not? You know, ended up allowing me so many platforms to do so many awesome things. Yeah. So yeah, that's how I feel. I want to spin things back to you, Ryan. Yes. Let's, I got some questions for you. Oh no. So, okay. This is not specifically about you, but you have some very strong opinions about some celebrity relationships. Yeah. Are you guys tired of cycling through the endless amount of trending skincare products that all claim to smooth wrinkles, firm skin, and give you a youthful glow? But let's be real, they don't really deliver results at the end of the bottle? Yeah, me too. Well, support for today's episode comes from One Skin. Founded by a team of four female PhD-level longevity scientists with over 15 years of experience studying the biology of aging. After testing thousands of peptides, they discovered OS1. So let me tell you about OS1. The OS1 peptide is scientifically proven to target the main source of skin aging and reduce the biological age of skin by several years. Their flagship product, OS1 Face, is clinically validated to improve firmness, fine lines, and overall tone and appearance. Unlike most skincare products on the market, One Skin works deeper than surface level and is designed to promote healthier skin from the inside out. When you have healthier skin, you have better looking skin. Duh. Is your current skin regimen clinically proven to reverse the molecular age of your skin? Probably not. So if not, give One Skin a try and see the difference. I'm obsessed with One Skin. Not only is it relieving my dry skin, but my face lines are reducing too. And can we talk about the glow? My skin has never been happier. One Skin is for everyone that wants to prevent or reverse the signs of aging with a groundbreaking approach. One Skin addresses skin health at the molecular level, targeting the root causes of aging so skin behaves, feels, and appears younger. It's time for you to experience a new skin health routine at a discounted rate today. Get 15% off with code DOTI at oneskin.co. That's 15% off, O-N-E-S-K-I-N.co with code DOTI. Listen, babes, we only have one body, one skin, and only you can choose to make it better. Age healthy with one skin. So I've got one that I have some opinions on, but this whole Leonardo DiCaprio thing with his like 25 year old age limit. <laughs> I want to know your yeah, take how, on that. Or if you've covered that it? before, how do you feel about that? Oh, I talk about this all the time. Yeah. And by the way, just so everybody listening, uh, it's Leonardo DiCaprio yacht season where he likes to go on a yacht for like a month. And I think he's really proud this year because he doesn't have as much like love handles and belly fat. So he's very excited oh, to be man. in the pictures now. Yeah. And Daily, Daily Mail is like his muscular yeah. buff bod. And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, sure. It's not bad. No, it's so, 
we've had so many like eight eight seasons of yacht parties where they've called them dad bod. Yeah. So now it's like not dad bod anymore, but it's not it's, it's what it is. I I sometimes just think like it's it's almost like Vanderpump Rules season eight and nine when it wasn't that great. Like, does DiCaprio ever be like, man, this yacht season is not good? You know, it's yeah. like I'm so tired. I'm tired of the 25 year olds. I'm tired of I'm tired of telling them the movies that I did because they didn't watch any of them. They weren't like, born yet. You know, having to ex- <laughs> yeah, having to explain Martin Scorsese to a bunch of 23 year old women yeah. again and again has to be so infuriating. Or like, oh my god, Titanic was huge. You know about the Titanic? And they're like, you were on the Titanic? No, not the actual movie. <laughs> <laughs> called the Titanic and it's very good. People oh, loved it man. and they're like, that's you? Um, but again, no, that, I, that I movie think... came out in 97. So oh, yeah. according to the algorithm, no girl that he would date right now would have been alive. No, that's true. exactly. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I Leonardo DiCaprio is one of the smartest, I mean, he's so talented, but he's yes. also so smart that he's never gone on record really about any of this. So there's never like a Howard Stern interview where he's like, come on, tell me, tell me what it's like, you know, and he, he opens up about his dating habits. So it is really like, we can only speculate what this man goes through. Like, does he get the Victoria's Secret model and like be able to like flip through it and like, oh, I like her. I want to see her. I want to see her. Like a casting process. (laughs) You know, even his poor mom, like how many women he's had to meet. Like I feel abused by how many women we've had to endure on like daily mail over these last 25 i mean think about some of the past uh dicaprio you know giselle boonchin mm-hmm. um there's like tons that i'm like who is the one Blake that, lively that, uh, i forget about all the time oh bar bar, bar raffiali yeah uh, remember her mm-hmm. like there was i don't know it's like one of the, i i think it's it's gross i mean at a certain point to like he and it's it's going to get it's going to keep getting weirder every year if he keeps this up yeah because once he hits like 50 and then the fifties get older. It's like, oh, okay. do you think he uh, scrolls through TikTok for talking points? You know, with these girls, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, dude. I, I, the only that's the only thing. Like, I hope if you're that successful and that rich, you are off social media entirely. For sure. Like, it's like, well, but no. See, I think a lot of these people, like people like Bethany Frankel, it's like you, you're multimillionaires. Why are you on? Why are you trying this hard? Yeah. Like, wouldn't be the point of being this rich is that you don't have to deal with all of the crap that we have to deal with every day. That is such all a good the, point. Com- Why does Bethany you know, do com- the makeup thing? Like, I, I just, I can't grasp <laughs> the makeup thing on TikTok with Bethany. Like, you don't no, have to like- pretend to be a 22 year old influencer. Well, it's like, uh, you know, therapy, like compare and despair. Why are you always compare? You know, it's like mm-hmm. we just we're on social media all day long. If you're not, I'm making stupid memes. But like, yeah, it's like you can't help but look at other people's lives and speculate on those and and fantasize about being that person. But it gets to a point with DiCaprio where you're like, it's not a great look. You know, it's like you're seeing these people. It's like the it's the Matthew McConaughey days and confused of like, <laughs> I get older. These girls stay the same yeah, age. Exactly. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you know, and it's cool probably for a decade like you can really pull that off and i think that's the cool thing about like wh- whatever age you are those stars that your age group you are going to grow older with them so it's like we grow older with these people and we see our own changes in our lives i ain't on no yacht party every you know summer mm-hmm. for a month and you're like wow leo's still doing it he's still on the yacht wow okay yeah. he does two good films a year they're amazing and then he gets to be on the yacht and it's like younger girls or you know different young girls each year he sometimes will date one for a couple of years and then they're done and it's immediately back to the same pattern. And there's like a simplicity in that. But at the same time, I feel like in this day and age, I don't know how much longer that can go like unchecked. 
Well, don't they call it like the Clooney model or the Clooney um, path where you stay single till your 50s, then you settle down and start a family mm-hmm. so you can enjoy yeah. all the, you know, all the perks Clo- of being famous in your all the, prime. All the pussy that life has to yeah. offer. Yeah. Well, yeah. I can't believe Clooney I said the P word. <laughs> Clooney was on record saying that he would never get married. That was his big joke with like Julia Roberts, Michelle Pfeiffer, all his co-stars. It'd be like, yo, George is always. And so then he finally, like, when he did settle down, was like, wow. And now he has two kids. And yeah. you're just like, that's real. I mean, what a, an amazing third act or fourth act or whatever they're at uh, in his life. But yeah, like that, he was the perennial bachelor that you never thought was going to come in from out of the cold. Like DiCaprio is even different just because there's never been a time when DiCaprio was not famous. Like even from like his start on Growing Pains. Yeah. Yeah. It's like all that. He's never not been in this bubble. Romeo and Juliet. Right. What's eating Gilbert Grape? Yeah. That was a good one. This boy's life with De Niro. Like he was like holding his own with De Niro as like a 12 year old boy. And like there is something so magical about that dude as an actor. But it is interesting because he has a very... It seems like his personal. I mean, do you guys? I mean, you said it the word earlier, but do you remember the Pussy Posse? Mm-hmm. Yeah, remember it was like a group of guys. It was him, Toby McGuire, Toby McGuire, that yeah. kid from Entourage, uh, the tiny guy that was the uh, the one of the best friends. I know, I can't uh, think of his name right Lucas now. Lucas Haas is another guy, and they were they they deemed them. They called themselves the Pussy Posse, where they would just go wreak havoc on the clubs of L.A. and the women. Mm-hmm. And you know, like that's an old. That's a real throwback reference. Most kids don't even know what that is, but that was what they deemed themselves. And it's it's really, you know, you're like, wow, it's he's still going. He's still yeah. going. He's like, listen, I'm still the president. Okay. They might have <laughs> been I'm, I'm hanging on to this. But, he's like, hey, Toby McGuire, I'll let you hang out, but uh just know I run, I'm the number one guy. I'm the point. number one guy <laughs> in the pussy posse. <laughs> Boom time. But something you said struck a little chord with me because I was thinking about how I wrote like some other couple, like we were writing down a couple, couple of couples. And I remember when Courtney and Travis started, right? When the Kravis started pre-mar- yeah. before they got married and all that. And I was, I mean, very admittedly like, okay, we get it. You grab ass, you make out, we get it. But now that I'm in a relationship with someone who like, really loves me, but also is like very attracted to me. I sound like such a cunt right now, but like, that's, that's kind of Luke. I mean, we're not as like tongues out in public. No, I saw you guys at that. Yeah, I saw them at a benefit a couple weeks ago and you guys weren't bumping each other at all. Like, I mean, like I would have, I would have like been like seen that immediately. Well, at an LLS, yeah, the leukemia gala would have been a little awkward. Not the time. But by the way, uh, Kravis would have totally done that. That's true. But when I watch them now, especially like at their, their wedding that has aired and like post-marriage, knowing how long they've been friends. And I'm like, that is so sweet. Like what would be worse than that would be having someone that never wanted to touch you, that wasn't obsessively in love with you, especially post-marriage. So I'm just completely seeing a new tune now that like I'm in a happier relationship. I mean, I'm still not out with the tongue out making out thing on the red carpet. It's a little weird for me, but I like him. I'm a Kravis fan now. Oh, I mean that to me, I was just watching the new episodes of this season and you can't like. They obviously make each other so happy. You know, it's like, I do think it is, it's got to be exhausting to be their friends like three years in and they're like, okay, you guys are like pretty much finger banging again. Cool. Like (laughs) you're like in every public place, they're just doing the same thing. That's got to get a little old, but you can't argue with like, that really is what we're 
you know, supposed to be like in relationships where they really, truly can't get enough of each other. And you see the confidence that their love gives her where she's actually able to separate herself from this powerful family a little bit. And she's able to see a little bit more clearly. I still think there's elements of Courtney that are completely ridiculous, but you can't argue with that fact of like, it's nice when relationships can help you find a little piece of yourself that you might've lost now, not to overtake yes. yourself and like to lose yourself completely, but you see this different side that she wasn't getting with Scott Disick. Cause Scott would be like, mm-hmm. I don't know, court, I'm sorry. I just can't <laughs> do it. You know? And, and Travis like gives her everything. She had to realize that he was her soulmate. Like that happened yeah. over time. And I think yeah. that's the cool Many thing years. too, is that he, he always dug her and she had to kind of like catch up to that fact And it just goes to show you that it's like, don't always just turn down opportunities from people that might be like the love of your lives down the line. So how do you feel about Benefer? Because I don't know how I feel. I don't know what to do with it. (sighs) I think it's funny. I mean, we were in a pandemic. I don't know if you guys remember that, but it was what we (laughs) needed at the time. Like we needed that thing of like, you're telling me a relationship from 15, 20 or however long, how many years ago could come back? Yeah, it was like something you're like, you're telling me that that could come back? After that you know, awful like, no movie? Way. Yeah, after after Geely? Like that, are you, Geely. so there was like this excitement in just terms of pop culture. That's like a pop culture explosion. But then you're like, you know, if you read the Daily Mail, it's like I've, I've watched them go in and out of escrow on $60 million mansions for the last two years trying to find <laughs> the right one. And Ben always looks like he's pissed off at most of these events, even if that's just the cameras capturing what they want to see. But you really truly hope that his demons and potentially hers as well, you know, there's that thing of like, you know, well, and I think I sometimes feel this of like, oh, I think if I can get to this place, I'll be happy. If I can get right here and then you get to that place and you're not happy. You're just like, mm-hmm. I, I was happy for a second. And sometimes you get that vibe with Ben where you're like, I don't know if he's ever going to be happy. And JLo right. wants to put on the happiness front. So I think they're an interesting couple, but I do kind of get scared where it's one of those couples where if you told me tomorrow that they were splitting up, I wouldn't be surprised. Same. But if you told me they lasted another 10 years, I might not be surprised either. It could go either way. Right. I mean, they chose to get married after all this time and after yeah. these marriages and kids and living these other lives and then to come back together and actually get married I don't know. I just, I'm still, I'm always, every day I'm like, I feel like I changed my mind because I don't want to believe like the photo. It's tough with like the paparazzi photos. Cause you, you do always see Ben just looking like he's miserable, like smoking a cigarette or like, like they got into a fight getting in the car, but like, you don't know if they actually got in a fight with each other or, you know, they were on the phone yeah, with their kid's the teacher and the right. teacher was an asshole or something. So right. they're like mad about, so you, you just don't know. Mm. But uh, I don't, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. JLo's the goat. Doesn't she have more rings than Tom Brady? <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That I mean, did you guys watch that Netflix documentary about her halftime show at Super Bowl? Like, I'm no. not even the biggest Jennifer Lopez fan, but I, it's a black and white documentary. It came out like a year and a half ago. It was, it was great because it just shows you how intensely hard she works. Like, to yes. get where she is 
you know, you've got to realize like there's luck involved, but there is so much work involved. Like you, you have to have so many things just firing on all cylinders to keep up that level of success. I mean, JLo works so hard that she almost convinced us that she's a good singer. Like that's how hard she works. She's like, she almost like, she's always been a good dancer, good actor, all this stuff, the singing, but people like, you know, like now they'll do like a celebration of the music of Jennifer Lopez. And I'm like, wait a sec. I was, I was, I'm old enough to remember when we made fun of her singing. Like, what are yeah, you talking like, about? Selena? That's the Selena works. That's kind of it. <laughs> yes. Well, Oh, my, to tie it back to Kardashians, I remember a day when Jennifer Lopez was the originator of the big butt look. The Kardashians yes. didn't even exist in the form. They, she was the original big butt, and that was no BBL. And now you go back and look at what all of these like uh, you know gossip blogs and all that we're talking about. It's a normal butt because we are so used to Kardashian sized butts that we have like right. totally now you go look, you're like, that's just a normal butt. We like everything has gotten so much bigger and extreme in, in pop culture. <laughs> Do you know what BBL is, babe? BBL? Yeah. Brazilian butt lift. Oh, OK. I feel yeah. like you were thinking porn for a minute, right? You were <laughs> trying BBC, to figure it out. Right? He, was yeah. like, he was like, oh, I'm thinking about memes. All right. Well, to play off that, the big butt thing, I was saying uh, we were watching the Stars on Mars, that new show with that just Tom came Schwartz out with Tom on? Schwartz. Yeah. Uh, um, he couldn't even he couldn't even count. He got that poor girl sent home. Oh my God. Like, I thought it was I thought it was three. Oh, I'm a glass half full kind of guy. He's going to win the whole thing. Watch. They're going to he's going to win that whole thing by just being his like, oh, shucks. He's like, oh, it's the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah. But I think it was Tanache yeah. or Porsche. No, one it was of Porsche. Was it Porsche? And she goes, how do you, oh, no, 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 you're no. talking about the butt. But I'm yeah, saying yeah. whoever <laughs> said. How do you mess up counting to four? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. That was enough. <laughs> he was like, he's like, oh, I, I messed up. Or like, I misspoke. Well, She's I like, mean, how do you misspeak counting to four? At the same time, they weren't going to fill the last barrel anyway. They had only had so much water. I mean, <laughs> it wasn't going to happen. So you can't blame him that much for it. But it, You're anyway. talking about Portia's ass, though. No, I, yeah, we were talking about BBL or whatever. I said, yeah, is BB that, do you think that's natural? <laughs> like, Portia's ass is so big. Oh, I mean. <laughs> I said I think it is, but I've never done research on it. So. I don't know. Has she ever come out and you, said that it's not? I don't think they ever come out and say. I think only like 90 Day Fiance, you know, people say that it's like, mm. you know, there's like episodes of 90 Day Fiance where somebody will travel overseas or like there was like a season of Teen Mom where a girl like got a BBL and like it was just really bizarre. But I mean, come on. Some of these can't be. They, they've got to be man-made. This, yeah. Some of this can't be real. Come on. I, yeah, I think so. It would be nice to have a cushion like that everywhere I sit. <laughs> you know, it's like a little uncomfortable sometimes. <laughs> Good at baseball games. Oh exactly. Gosh. Oh, and yeah. then Ryan, we were talking just uh, one last thing I want to touch on in the in the um, celebrity love affair world. We were talking about the men of the Kardashians. Luke is actually like familiar with that because we were just meaning like their type know, athletes yeah. and rappers mm -hmm. basically is. What, what they go for yeah yeah because you said rappers and i was like just kanye and you go tyga i was like oh yeah wait oh there's yeah, a bunch tyga, of tyga now was bad with Kylie when she was like underage i mean like for such a successful family and for chris jenner to have such a domineering hold on their careers and i don't mean that as a bad thing because she's been right. so successful is that the one common thing too though is just their 
sometimes they're insanely poor choice in men, Kravis aside. And listen, Scott Disick will always be a part of their family. He's so entertaining. He, you know, he's like, I love I'll Scott, film with man. anybody. Let me on the show. Come on. Like he wants you on that like show Todd so badly. Crane. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Well, that's the only thing is like the men of the Kardashian women's lives, including Corey Gamble, they don't seem always like the best people. They seem like they actually diminish the brand more than help the brand. And yes. I always try to think from Chris Jenner's mind, is like, well, is this some kind of reverse psychology of, okay, we need something, some kind of thing to feel bad for these women because they're so successful. What if we throw really potentially damaging men in there? And I don't think a mom would, I don't think a mom would think that, but I do think a manager might think that. Right. And I do sometimes, why does she Wonder. encourage these men to stay in their lives? That's the part that always confuses me of like, yo, Tristan made Chloe look like a clown again and again and again. But she's like, no, it's important to have Tristan very close to us because of the kids. But also, isn't it important for the kids to know like the real deal? Because they'll find out anyways. And to be able to say our mom respected herself enough to get far away and like whatever he chooses to do with these children on his time is his time. But this blending of the family, we see like the worst case example is Kanye yeah. is it's like off the rails. So that's the part that I also find like the tragic flaw of the Kardashians and that an insane greed. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good point though. Cause then you think about like, I mean, I know Kendall's a little more private, but like you, they don't talk about anyone that Kendall dates probably cause they're decently good dudes. Pete Davidson, I mean, granted, it's probably also up to these men as well to a point, right? But yeah. Pete Davidson was barely touched on, but he was such a great guy. But all the shitty ones, they're like, let's keep talking about it. Let's keep talking about it. Maybe that's the drama. It's content. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's content. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I got a question for you about Pete Davidson, too. In Pete oh. Davidson's <laughs> progression, right? There's been some chatter online i'm sure you've seen about like ariana being the next ariana and pete being the next ariana like, step yeah ariana yeah. maddox yeah. And, yeah, yeah yeah i mean well he was probably not ariana realistic Grande. right so that's i was, okay, was fair. confused yeah. but yeah i don't know i've just seen chatter about that i don't know and how kanye's new wife looks like pete oh davidson. yeah how kanye's new wife looks like <laughs> pete davidson <laughs> I, I, I haven't heard that one. Wait, but do you, I always get the vibe that it's like starting to really get that vibe that Kanye hates women. Cause like what he'll put his new wife in, she'll be like, Hey, wear this uh, carpet all over your face. Like yeah. it is wild what she, he makes her dress. Uh, she she kind of like, okay, whatever you say goes like they're walking yeah. out of the house. She's like wearing like a dress made out of tampons and it yeah. like makes no, but he's like, babe, I'll buy me. you a new Birkin bag. She's like, okay. <laughs> I, it's bad but yeah um the pete davidson thing and this is interesting like because pete he hasn't fallen off like everybody loves pete davidson yes. but there is this kind of and people say there's a kardashian curse with like basketball players and stuff like that is that like is there a sense that pete might be going through a kardashian curse after the kim relationship because he had that nbc or the peacock show bupkis and i haven't i don't know anybody watching that show like do you mm -mm. watch that show no like it came and went all of a sudden and i know pete is in a relationship right now with uh chase suey mm -hmm. one of his co-stars from bodies 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 but like for a second there i was like you know his roster was like insane like it was like oh my god you'll never be known for anything that you do other than this insane roster of women because he could have only jumped up to once kim kardashian happens like i don't even know what like, would where do you be go? The, <laughs> 
uh, yeah, we, Emma Ratajkowski or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah, Emily Rat. <laughs> he did. Yeah, that was a great photo of them at the Knicks game. Like he did that. Like the guy had this roster, but then it was like you get in terms of pop culture. Then it was like that joke about Pete Davidson and women. How do you go back to the point of just being a comedian or being an actor? And I think I wonder in his head if there's any like if he struggles with his own credibility in terms of being known, because every, every guy out there would be like, I'd love to be known for that. But like, imagine if you are in show business, you know, and you're hanging around like Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock and these people, you would probably want to be known for your comedy and not just be like, Hey, smell this dude's fingers. He's been with everybody, you know? (laughs) No, totally. That's interesting. I mean, when I was single, I wanted to bang Pete Davidson. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Oh God. I just, I just, I was just like, I have to know why I have to know why. (laughs) The internet is horrible that way in the sense that even, I'll even use like uh, the Toms as an example. Like, you know, it's like just a hundred percent across the board, especially stand up, a horrible, horrible crap. And then there'll always be that one doofus or a couple of doofus women online to be like, but that body dough, you oh. know, like, Ooh. And what? I'm like, Oh God, what is your, like the, the celebrity, even like low level celebrity just completely makes anybody the most attractive version of themselves, even when they've done insanely horrible things. Now, Pete seems like a good guy, but I've just never understood like every woman in my life being like, no, he's, he's Loki hot. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's that BDE. It's a bit big dick energy. (laughs) It sure is. It sure is. But, uh, yeah, we've got a closing question for you. We do. Yeah. Are we singing it? I don't want to sing it. Okay. Don't sing it. it. Okay. We love meatloaf. So, I would do yeah. I would do anything for love, but I won't. But do. I won't do what? Is this sexually or emotionally? Whatever, whatever what, you want. Whatever first thing that comes to mind when you think that I would do anything, you would do for, anything love. for love, but you won't do what? You know, butt stuff. I will say that in terms of myself, like <laughs> pegging's really big right now, or it has been over the last couple of years. And I want to be like with the trends and I want to be cool and stuff. But, like, I think that's the part, like, because then I always picture like the poor woman, if that ever happens, like they're just picking are just like, you, you can never take back that image of me, like going like, ah, you know, like just <laughs> looking into my face while you're slowly penetrating me, like would be horrific. And I would just, by the way, I've, you see Kristen's face. She's like, that's the nastiest that's, image I've ever had. It's I, really, I mean, so I, I'm just thinking about how, how Luke feels the exact same way. It's an exit good. only. <laughs> exit only. That's but, for sure. But see, I want to be sex positive. I want to be like, yeah, cool. That's the one thing that I, I'm, you know, I'm like, ah, oh, could I? Come on. Let's, uh, you know what? One, I'm that, a very sex positive person. And this is, I just, it, you just made me think of something new. I would do anything for love, but I won't do like double penetration. Double penetration? Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's terrifying. Well, yeah. I hate when I'm watching porn and like one accidentally like is like on my feet. I'm like, no, 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 no. Wow. There's going to be a fight after this. I think Luke's like, you shouldn't told me that before we went to podcast. Yeah. Yeah, Nope. Oh my gosh. Ryan, I love you so much. I can't wait to be on your podcast and everyone follow Ryan. What is your, what, what are all your, what's your TikTok? Is it the same? Uh, I, you know, I don't really post a lot on TikTok, but it's, 
So bad Twitter. it's good with Ryan B. My Instagram's my big one. So bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. Yes. My Twitter's Ryan Bailey twenty five. R Y N E. R Y N E. No, well that's it's a joke because there was a character on Real Housewives of Orange County that oh. what well, his name was Ryan, but he asked he changed his name to Ryan R Y N E. And so I just changed <laughs> I, mine I wondered as why. a joke. I was, I was like, was it yeah. taken? <laughs> you know, it's like an inside thing. And then uh, Ryan Bailey twenty five. And then what I would say to anybody listening this show or my show or giving it a shot. Uh, rate this show right now five stars on oh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It is you would think like, oh, it's Dodie. She probably doesn't even need that, but Dodie every needs podcast. It. No, no, it's like really does. It helps with placement. It helps with all of those things. Thank and uh, and do that for my show if you like it. Yes. If you don't like it, there's so many podcasts out there. Just keep on going. Just um, but you're gonna love yeah. Ryan. So please rate yeah. him five stars as well. And, but but listen to Instagram. it. Check out one of the Vanderpump episodes. They're super like I do. I do line by line recaps. I act them all out. Yes. <laughs> um, but we do a lot of other pop culture and insanity. So uh, give it a shot if you want. But uh, what a thank you guys for even having me on. This was uh, I was really nervous about this. So thank you. This oh, my was, God. This is like so much fun. Are you kidding me? This has been yeah, the best. Yeah, it was great. I'm, I, I want to hang out, man. <laughs> it's like, okay. Hey, I'm, I'm, com yeah, yeah. I'm coming over to watch tonight. Let's do this. Okay, <laughs> perfect. Why not? Right. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks, you guys. Listen to Ryan's podcast and we will see you next week. Make sure to follow us on social media. You can follow me on all platforms at Kristen Doty and follow Luke on Instagram at Luke double underscore Broderick. Be sure to click the subscribe button so you can stay up to date with new episodes every single Wednesday. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.